Hey folks, so today we're going to be talking about the Underground Railroad. The history of the Underground Railroad began in the late 1400s when Europeans started to capture Africans for induced labor. Later, the Europeans started selling them to the Spanish. Why did they start selling them? Selling the slaves earned the Europeans a lot of money. What did the Spanish do with the slaves? Slavery became widespread throughout the world, but especially America, and that is where the Spanish sent them. In America, the Southerners relied more on slaves because warmer climate required more work. Slavery became widespread throughout the world. In 1641, Massachusetts was the first colony to legalize slavery. Southerners considered slaves property. They were bought, sold, and beaten. But most importantly, slaves were not allowed to rebel or assert their rights. So the slaves silently rebelled by escaping using the Underground Railroad. The Underground Railroad began in the late 1700s, but didn't most of the slaves get caught in the beginning of the use of the Underground Railroad? No, because Florida had a sanctuary policy made in the beginning. The sanctuary policy allowed escaped slaves to be given property and food without risk of capture, and they were officially free. But didn't the sanctuary policy not last long? Unfortunately, no. The sanctuary policy ended in 1790, and the slaves were no longer to escape, and then, in 1831, when the Underground Railroad was at its peak of operation, the slave codes were established, and the basics of that will be described later. Now that we know about how the Underground Railroad happened and how it actually became a thing, let's learn about the process of it. Well, slaves would set out on a Sunday during the pitch black of the night. Why? Sunday was the slaves' day off. Well, how did people really escape? Well, they would hide on farms, bushes, or houses of freed slaves toward the north because the only direction for freedom was in the north. People transported themselves by hiding under wagons, under hay, trains, mule, horseback, boats, rafts, and even pine logs. In fact, the most slaves were the slaves that passed the line. The line was when slavery was not allowed north of the southern border of Missouri. After hiding, they would move on from one hiding spot to another where these actions were not planned because of the dangers ahead. Is there a special way that the slaves communicated? Yes, by using a special code. Words meant different things for people in the Underground Railroad. Loads of potatoes or parcels of wood meant groups of fugitive slaves. Station or depot meant a safe house where slaves found food and shelter. Tracks were safe backcountry roads. Conductors were people that helped runaway slaves to freedom. The brakeman made contacts for slaves. Parcels and passengers were the runaway slaves. Didn't slaves use song lyrics as well? Yes, wade in the water meant to get into the rivers and streams, for example. The slaves had severe consequences if found after escape. The consequences were danger, crime, fines, branding, and imprisonment. For example, a man named Calvin Fairbanks spent 17 years in prison because of work in the Underground Railroad. Also, some other consequences were beatings, sold back into slavery, or even death. The last question that I want to ask before going to the next topic is where do the slaves go after freedom? Slaves who remained in the area stayed in swamps, forests, and in small groups called maroons. In Central and South America, and the Caribbean sheltered thousands in runaways. Next topic we are going to talk about is influential people. One very important influential person was Harriet Tubman. How did Harriet Tubman affect the Underground Railroad? Well, she risked her life to help 300 people to freedom, including her family, and did not lose a person. And she was the Underground Railroad conductor. She was willing to risk her life for others' freedom. 
Chapman also worked for the union as a cook, nurse, and spy because of her courage called, and people called her Mrs. She was born free, but did not know it. Harriet Tubman married a free black man named John Tubman. She, she learned that she was never really a slave because her mother had been freed by a previous owner, but she had never been told that. So how did the Fugitive Slave Law affect Harriet Tubman? After the law was passed, Harriet Tubman and any other free black person were no longer protected because any white person could cross borders and make them slaves again, and their status would not matter. But none of this changed Harriet Tubman's views. She did anything to help people get their freedom from drugging, crying babies, from the risk of exposure, to threatening people who were scared and wanted to back out. Harriet Tubman always wanted a house for the old, disabled, and poor colored people. In 1903, Harriet Tubman opened a home called the Harriet Tubman Home for Aged and Indigenous Colored People. When Tubman was 91, Two years before she died, she also began living there. Another person would be Thomas Garrett. Uh, why don't you give some background on him? Well, Thomas Garrett was a Quaker born in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. He then moved to Delaware even though he was against slavery. How did he help the Underground Railroad? He assisted 2,700 slaves to freedom. So now, we're going to talk about the slave laws in the 13th Amendment. Wow, it is simply astonishing how people like Harriet Tubman and Thomas Garrett did so much for the Underground Railroad. That's true, Emily. They helped so many people reach freedom. And they weren't even stopped by certain slave laws at the time. And that brings us to our next topic. What exactly are the slave laws, Maggie? These were, lo these were laws passed by the government's involving slaves. Some made it easier for southern slave owners to get their freed slaves back. Another freed slaves altogether. One of the most important slave laws was the Fugitive Slave Act. This was passed in 1850 and said that anyone could capture a slave and bring it to court where they could meet up with their owners and go back into slavery. It is also important to note that African Americans could not defend themselves in court. Did the slave owners have to prove they owned the slaves? Yes, they had to show some sort of evidence before they got them back. Now my question is, who was in favor of the Fugitive Slave Act? Well, the Congress listened to Southerners and made slave laws more effective because some Northern politicians still did not support abolitionism. The Fugitive Slave Act said that Northerners were not allowed to help slaves when their owners were trying to recapture them. Interesting. So the South wanted the slave laws more than the North. Why was this so? Oh, definitely. Because the Fugitive Slave Law made it easier for the Southerners to illegally seize free blacks. Some also claim that the Underground Railroad violates federal law and a part of the Constitution. Others saw it as depriving Southerners of their property year after year. Southerners think the Northerners were letting all their slaves run away. Hmm. What are some dangers of working for the Underground Railroad? If people in the Underground Railroad were discovered, they could pay fines around $500 or more, oh or even spend time in prison. Oh, oh my. Well, the North was in favor of the, of the railroad because they knew slavery was cruel. They also knew it went against God's divine will and contradicted the principle that all men are created equal. 
Northerners who helped slaves get free caused tensions between the Southerners who owned the slave. This was a main reason of the Civil War from 1861 through 1865. Hmm. Well, what were some other slave laws? There was the Emancipation Proclamation, issued by Abraham Lincoln in 1763. This had free slaves only in Confederate states occupied by Union forces. Then eventually, the 13th and through 15th Amendments were passed. Oh, of course, the amendments. The Underground Railroad operated until the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery everywhere in the United States. This was passed by Congress and ratified by three-quarters of the states in 1865. This led to the 14th Amendment, which granted everyone equal protection under the law, and the 15th Amendment granted African-American men the right to vote. But the most important thing to take away from this is that the Underground Railroad and slavery in general was a huge part of the Civil War. I agree, because the railroad did, in fact, intensify anger in the North because it turned Northerners into slave catchers. It also caused other tensions in the North and South and drove the country apart. The short-term effects were helping slaves make it to freedom. The long-term effect was that the South and the North were divided from slavery. The div this divided nation, which caused the Civil War, the Underground Railroad had a lasting impact and so many people helped escape and find their freedom.